For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Destroying the star this morning talks of minus eight in counties. I think Cavan got the lowest uh, uh, temperature in quite a long time. They had a minus, almost, almost minus seven, minus 6.9 recorded in County Cavan yesterday. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, one of the reasons why the tabloids talk of much colder temperatures than, say, we're experiencing down here in Cork. But I was looking at earlier on this morning uh, and just a bit of statistical nonsense for you. The lowest temperature ever recorded was minus 19.1 degrees uh, back in January of 1881. So that's a long, long time ago. It's a place called Marcree Castle. Uh, some imagine somewhere up the country. Um, so the low then, no, just almost minus 20 degrees. But the papers this morning, of course, talk of uh, weather conditions and indeed um, issues from our roads uh, and unfortunately more tragedy. We had, of course, a woman who died in McCroom on uh, Friday lunchtime and then Balangiri, the close-knit community of Balangiri, in shock following a fatal road traffic accident that claimed the life of a local woman. She's been named as Gubnet Toomey. Um, and this morning, the Echo carries the headline, Woman Dies in Crash. The other story then involving death is a man in his 30s who died in a crash near Mill, Mill Street yesterday evening. So sadly, three deaths uh, in collision-related uh, incidents on Cork roads. A car and a truck around 5pm um, in uh, in Mill Street. A man in his 30s died. But the tragedy involving um, uh, Governor Toomey and two other women actually uh, seriously injured. She died, two are seriously injured. A car collided with them. They were walking in Balangiri and all three were rushed to the CUH. Sadly, she passed away and the others are um, are seriously injured. Uh, Gubna Toomey. Now, a man has been arrested. He was arrested at the scene and is currently detained at Bandangarda uh, Station. The Independent picks up on the story and says that the local man, a local man, meanwhile, was hailed as a hero because he realised that the vehicle was not going to be able to stop and he pushed several members, members of the group to safety out of the way of the approaching car. And the Red Tops pick up on the story with the Mirror this morning reporting that they were all attending um, funerals. There was two different funerals going on at the time and Gubnet was attending her uncle's funeral. Uh, so two separate funerals in the area which was uh, around, it's about 20 miles west of McCroom, Balangiri and mourners from each had met up to offer sympathies uh, on their losses and the car struck the group and killed Miss Toomey at 10 past 1 in the morning. It was up to six people gathered together when the car struck them. It's absolutely tragic. So it dominates, uh, you know, tragedy dominates Cork over the last few days, certainly with regards to loss of life due to uh, uh, collisions uh, and road incidents. Meanwhile, of course, uh, and it's something that we've spoken about quite an amount, and this is cyber criminals and their activity, particularly at Christmas time. Two interesting stories are honed in on by Sarah Horgan in the Echo today with regards to uh, files released or at least details released by Angarda Shikona and one is, it, it has to do with the links that you click on on your, on your phone one could be from Unpost we have, a, we have a, a delivery for you click this link, they probably will ask you to pay a euro or two euro uh, for the delivery but of course when you give your bank details they will hoover out all your cash. Another one has to do with the HSE, that one usually comes along the guise of, you know, you have been a close contact of somebody with COVID, you need to click this link. And ultimately, it will take you into this wormhole where you'll have to give over credit card details or debit card details, and they'll rip you off as well. So those links, don't open them. Just if people are looking for you and they want to find you, they'll find a better way because you just can't trust them anymore now. Um, You can't trust somebody who rings you on the phone and claims to be who they are. 
you just can't click on a link and indeed we have enough problems with people calling to people's doors to rob them and we've been dealing with that on the air the past few days. So one person lost €1,230 after clicking on the link that she believed to be from Unpost and another person lost €1,950. Both of them in Cork, similar scam, but the €1,950 was lost to a scam claiming to be from the HSE and of course they're not. Uh, We had the doll yesterday and of course um, Micheál Martin is coming to the end of his tenure. Um, with regards to being Taoiseach and, and of course Leo Varadkar looks like as if he will take over so Fianna Fáil leader will resign as leader of the country on Saturday they'll go off on their holly bops then and the Taoiseach uh, will step aside to allow Leo Varadkar to take over but um, he has uh, made some kind of a commitment that I can't quite follow to Mick Barry from the uh, Socialist Party Mick was on the air yesterday morning saying that everybody else has got a moratorium and won't have gas or electric cut off except people who are paying pay as you go. So you wanted that cleared up in the doll this morning. I will come back to it a little later on because I don't, I, I'm as confused as I ever was as to how uh, Micheál Martin can say that nobody's going to be cut off. Uh, I mean, he didn't necessarily give an undertaking that the hundreds of thousands of people uh, on pay as you go, some of whom, even here in Cork, have been cut off. You see that story? Now, this could take 30, 40, 50 years before it ever happens. But this energy fusion story, I don't want your eyes to glaze over, but scientists have been working like for 50 years now, trying to work out a way of producing cheap electricity. And it looks as if they've only gone and, cl- and, crack- and cracked it. So it's nuclear fusion. It would not use fossil fuels. It would not use any renewables or any form of energy that's bad for the planet or costs us big money. It would be literally nuclear fusion. Um, and they say that this is going to be an absolute game changer with the cost of, you know, and I imagine ultimately it will go into motor cars and trucks and flying cars. Or what, I mean, you could probably say we're halfway there with, uh, with, well, we're not really because, you know, even if you plug your car in its electric car, the energy has to come from somewhere. So they figure that fusion is the way to go. As an example then of our continuing erosion of our democratic rights, and you're possibly aware of rule changes, law changes that won't allow residents, housing estates, community groups, anybody uh, to um, put in an appeal to onboard Planola for proposed planning in their local area. Like, it would mean that the government can allow anybody or onboard Planola can just allow anybody to build anything anywhere and nobody will have skin in the game. They won't be able to object. It's, interestingly, the Greens aren't on board for this. Uh, it would appear that there's a row in this regard because they do want people to have and to be able to take appeals and judicial reviews. If they're unhappy, not everybody would be happy. You might have bought a house or bought it in an area because you like the area and you like it the way it is and you don't want to change. You know, simple things like that. There's other reasons, of course, as well. You know, more traffic and, and what have you. Um, it's lovely, actually, that story in the 9 o'clock news. I'm delighted. The bells of the Cathedral of St. Mary and St. Anne's will be heard across the north side again for the first time in, I don't know, I mean, I know the bells went in in 1869. There's nine of them. Um, and they'll be ringing again. Um, and the nine, first commissioned in 1869, will sound again on Saturday for the first time in over 50 years. 50 years. I mean, you'd think you'd miss things when they were gone, but, uh, I mean, that means that a, a whole generation or two generations of people have never heard the bells of St. Anne's. Saint Anne's. Um, also, uh, and I touched on this on the air some time ago, um, <laughs> the Cork to Dublin train. I talk about it a lot, I know, because I've been on it a few times, but it just beggars belief. I was talking to somebody recently who went by train from Dublin to Belfast, and it was like, uh, I was going to say a different country. 
won't even go there. <laughs> but the offerings on board the Dublin to Belfast train are extraordinary. You can get a full breakfast on it. You can get lunch. You can get dinner. You can get teas, coffee, sandwiches. You can get a glass of wine. You can get whatever you have in yourself. And they're very plush trains, apparently. Meanwhile, south of the border, nothing. You can't even get a bottle of water unless you bring it on with you. So Irish Rail have said that they are continuing to seek a new supplier so that they can reintroduce food and beverages on the rail journey throughout Cork and beyond. Um, like Irish Rail is one of the only European rail services where there's no catering facilities, according to uh, Cork County Council's Fianna Fáil Councillor Shauna Donovan. And he waxed very lyrical in the echo, actually. He was talking in county in council. He says, you can get on the train in Connolly Station in Dublin and head to Belfast. You can have your full breakfast, an Irish breakfast. You can have your vegan curry for your lunch. You can enjoy a glass of Merlot or Chardonnay and you can't get a bottle of water from Cork to Dublin or any of the services nationwide. Irish Rail continue to say that um, since COVID, their existing supplier was no longer in a position to fulfil the contract due to the cost of costs, I suppose, and, and staffing issues. So they're continuing to try and find a new supplier of the services on board our trains. And of course, we recently heard that the coffee shop closed at Kent Station. Similar reasons. They're trying to find somebody new to take over the franchise. So a lot going on there, but certainly a lot more to be done. Um, When it's official now, the Marina Market has lodged an appeal to their planning refusal. The owners of the market have lodged the detail appeal with Onboard Planola, and I suppose maybe attached to that will be the 35,000 signatures from people on Leaside and beyond who signed a petition to allow the marina market to stay where it is. So Owen English is keeping a close eye on that story in the examiner this morning. And at least there is some relief to look forward to. Petrol is down, diesel is down, home heating oil is down. And it's important to accentuate the positive. Like home heating oil is down again now by 30% since March. And you should be seeing that in your refills. And if the company that you're dealing with aren't offering some sort of a deal or you know a refill reduction... You need to be asking the question, why? So the papers this morning look at home heating oil. They also look at petrol. The average price of a litre of petrol now is 160. You can get it lower, but 160 is a good average. And the average price of a litre of diesel now is 174. And we all just pray that they will continue uh, to drop down as opposed to continuing uh, to you know, hover as they are or, God forbid, go up again. I love that story regarding Joanna Lumley. Because I just admire people who aren't um, slow or afraid to speak their mind. And she has hit out at the new fashion of women claiming that they're victims, saying that in her day, women were tougher. She's 76 years, now, uh, 76 years old now. And it's a bit of a, a, bit of a uh, criticism, I think, of the Me Too movement. She's saying that it is mad that people are seeking the status of victimhood. She said, in our day, she was speaking about sexism and harassment and things like that. She said, if somebody whistled at you at the street, it didn't matter. If someone was groping, we slapped their hands. We were quite tough and looked after ourselves. The new fashion is to be the victim, a victim of something. It's pathetic and we've gone mad, she says. Uh, So she's not afraid to speak her mind. The only problem with somebody groping, uh, of course, is that you slap their hand. It doesn't stop them from groping. Um, nor does it stop them groping somebody else. But the definition of women then makes this morning sun. And the Cambridge Dictionary has sparked fury because it has updated its dictionary definition of the word woman. Your thoughts are welcome on this. Text 0868104106 because the Cambridge Dictionary now defines a woman as woman, noun, an adult who identifies as female, 
though they may have said that they have a different sex at birth. Now, that is a big update to the word woman in a dictionary. Someone who identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. So the new definition of woman then would be an adult who identifies as female but was born male. And, you know, people are lonely and particularly when the bad weather and the you know dark evening set in. And the English edition of The Times this morning is saying that many people are using Alexa and Siri, not just for music or listening to the news or radio programs, but also for company. You know, tell me a story. Tell me a joke. It's kind of sad when you hear stories like that, isn't it? And what's even sadder is if you have a dog in the house that's naughty, of course, they look up at you with these eyes, these forgiving eyes. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm so sorry. I'm only a dog. I'm just a puppy. But they still manage to knock over the Christmas tree or if they get their hands on the family presents that have been stored away and rip them to absolute shreds. Well, both of that happens quite a lot in family homes, ours included. And there's lots of photographs of the damage making the sun today. But millennials, millennials love being at home, it would appear, because the Times UK this morning saying they mightn't be able to afford to move out of the home. They may not, may not be able to afford their own home. They may not be able to afford to rent an apartment. So they're at home. But by being at home, they're saving serious amounts of dosh. So they might be able to afford all of the above, and it might have curtailed their independence a bit. But they're spending mad, particularly on expensive accessories, according to research. So they're now finding that a large proportion of young people living with their parents is fueling a boom in the sale of luxury items like handbags, watches, jewellery, whatever you have in yourself. So they literally have more spare cash. Of course, they're not divvying up at home. Should they not? Text 0868104106. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818104106. Red FM. Be careful out there, lads. Thank you so much, Kevin. He says to me, please let your listeners know there's a crash between a truck and a car on the Blarney to Dunamore Road at the Courtbrack Crossroads. The road is completely blocked, says Karen, who, Kevin, who's currently stuck there himself. I hope everybody's okay. Please proceed with caution with regards to weather conditions and what have you. But I absolutely... <laughs> Just love this story. Have a listen to the story of what Lizzie Desmond has. She only went and got married and decided, or indeed I think her husband, her new husband Graham, decided to give her a gift of a honeymoon in Lapland. Liz, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I love it. Like two big children, the two of you. <laughs> Overgrown children. It was just so incredible. The first up, though, you got married in Glasson Lake House, wasn't it? A Meath. Gorgeous place. We sure did. So on 11 11, so just one month ago, and uh, we got married up there. And at uh, the morning of the wedding, Graham, I knew we were going somewhere, but I didn't know where. And he gifted me with the trip to Lapland. I nearly lost my life. Why? Are you a big fan of Christmas and Santi in the North Pole and all that? Massive. I love Christmas. I adore Christmas. Such a beautiful time of year. Um, so I, you can imagine I really bust out of my flesh when I realized you were going to be Santa. For real. I saw your photographs on Instagram, in fairness. I've never seen two people so excited. So tell us about the trip then. Where did you go from? So we flew from Cork, which was fabulous. We didn't have to go to Dublin. And Graham Goss, he booked it with Sunwaves and we traveled. It was all inclusive. So we went to the airport at 5 a.m. on Friday morning. Just so gone. Super early start. I didn't sleep a wink. Um, we went to bed early to try to get sleep. Sure, we couldn't. We were too excited. Um, so we got up at four a.m. and we were at the airport for five. And up on the screen it says the North Pole. Sure, I lost my life at excitement. Didn't say that on departures. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. I was like, oh my god, and there was elves there. 
And like we were the only people there that had no children, so it was a little bit awkward. How did that feel? Like so, you're up there. I assume the flight was full, and you're hanging out with families and well, kids. So there was anything I was going to get a coffee, and I was going to have a little nap on the flight on the way over. Sure, no, there was kids everywhere, and it was just incredible. It was so exhilarating. The elves started singing the moment we got on the plane. All the staff got involved. There was balloon making, face painting. Graham got his face painted immediately he was so excited <laughs> you gotta get in the mood don't you <laughs> oh you sure do yeah so but, they actually but, really got the party started on the plane it was amazing was anybody asking you where are your children how old are your children everybody so from the moment I started telling people I was going to Lapland they're like oh do you have kids I was like nope <laughs> we are the kids and uh, parents on the plane were skating at us they were saying fair play to you lads you know but um, I'd go back again kids or no kids it was in the most incredible experience ever alright so when you got there, what was it like for the two of you? So we arrived um, in um, Rovaniemi in the airport and the elves took us to the bus and they said we're going to go and search for Santa. So um, the bus took us to an area where we got thermal clothes so they give you your outerwear. How cold um, was it? How cold was it? It hit um, minus 15 while we were there but that actually wasn't too bad because our friends were there the day after us and it hit minus 30. We just missed the extreme cold snap. (laughs) But you know, when you have protective clothes it actually isn't that bad. Oh, the thermals are lifesavers, aren't they? They're lifesaving. I did nearly lose my fingers a few times trying to get the footage for Instagram. (laughs) Every time something exciting, I took out my phone and like I had to take off the gloves to take footage and I literally lost my fingers. Frostbite. Frostbite. It was so worth it. So we got taken, um, because we landed like at lunchtime, they're two hours ahead over there, so it was a little bit later in the evening, so it was really dark, which was incredible. And we got taken to Santa Park and we went, the first thing we did was a reindeer ride around the woods. So it was about three minutes. I literally thought I was going to be on the reindeer for ages, but it took off around the woods. Well, hold on a second. Are you on the reindeer or is the reindeer pulling you or what? The reindeer is pulling you. So there's one little reindeer and there's a sleigh at the back. So myself and um, Graham jumped up and it took us for a little uh, wander around the woods. Um, So that was kind of a little one on the night that we arrived. Was that romantic then? then it was, Lizzie? No, it was, no, the second day was romantic. Um, the first one, the reindeer took off and I nearly lost my life. Um, but um, then what we went on um, the husky ride as well, which was the most beautiful experience. Now, the husky ride, because I've done that myself with my own kids, that's incredible. Was that at night? I mean, there's not a whole lot of daylight anywhere, is there? No, we actually didn't get much daylight while we were there because we were in and out in 24 hours and we literally got, I'd say, about three hours of daylight okay. while we were there. Like, that husky ride is incredible. So describe that for people. It's just magic. That was magic. Like, so there's about 10 huskies and um, you go onto this sleigh and they pull you through the woods. Now, we had snow and we had the most incredible lighting at night. Now, we didn't see the northern lights, but we had that magnificent navy blue sky. Um, it's just the most beautiful place on earth. Like, it felt like I was in a movie. I've never seen anything like it before, so yeah. it just blew my mind. Yeah. It really, really did. Yeah. And I love, they had this little berry juice um, by the fire. So when you're absolutely freezing to death, you can go and get their local berry juice. It's like warm Ribena and cookies. And you can put your hands over the outdoor wooden fires. It's just a, such a credible experience. And they have candlelight all along the snow so that you don't not... Um, it's a magical ride. ride in the husky sleigh, or the husky sleigh. It really, really was. And she we had a ball on the snowmobiles as well. We... Um, Went for a burn on them. It was incredible. Snowball fight? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and snow angels. And we built a little snowman. Um, but the following day was my favourite. We went to Santa Village the following day. And that blew my mind. That was absolutely incredible. What is Santa um, Village? What is it? So that's where Santa lives. 
Yeah, but um, I mean, is there like a lot of other activity there? There's loads of activities, yeah. So there's like the elves are there and you can you go to the official Santa post office where all the posts from the kids all over the world arrive. Um, it's huge. It's so, so big. And then you can write your letter there and you can send it to Santa with the official <laughs> Did you do all of that? Of course we did. Do you not feel like an <laughs> imposter, no? <laughs> nope. Absolutely. So I'm feeling the way. <laughs> no. No, it was just magic. It was really magic. I, I, I call it research and development for hopefully if we're lucky enough to have kids in the future. Oh, yes. You've done um, the research. Yeah, I know. We've done the research. We've done the... We might go back one more time without them. <laughs> So what about um, the big man? So did you get to sit in his knee and everything? Oh, I did. I went in. I sat in his lap. Um, I just, basically, he was incredible. He was actually so lovely. Um, but I, I did say to Santa, I said I asked him for a perfect husband a few years ago and he definitely delivered. So I wanted to thank oh, him personally for that. That's lovely. You'll get <laughs> yeah. a little gift from him then as well, the two of you. Two overgrown children. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so we got our lovely photographs uh, on his knees. That was so much fun. What, um, what gift do two grown adults get from Santa Claus when he only has gifts for kids? <laughs> we just got a photograph now because he had to keep all the gifts for the little children. And tell me, I mean, did you observe the kids that were there? Oh, I did. Like, it, like nothing would have prepared me for how beautiful it was over there, but their little faces, like, as in, how could you not be, like, busting with joy when you see those little faces? Like, they were just so, so cute. Their minds were blown. Everything was awe and wonder to them, and everything must have been so big, and, like, looking up at these big, huge trees covered in snow, and it was just a magical place, like, in the lights and the elves, and it was pretty, pretty spectacular. Yeah, I mean, I mean you I find... imagine what it's like for a child. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's hard to imagine what's going through their mind, because... A lot of the time, these kids would talk the hind legs off you normally and there'd be balls of energy and dashing and running and racing and shouting. And the minute they meet Santa Claus, they go stum, like silent. Speechless. Yeah. Speechless. <laughs> 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 oh, there's just, it was just amazing. Did you stay over? We did. We stayed overnight. So we stayed in Lordy Square, which is quite close to Santa Village and Santa Park. And the bus brings you everywhere. You get all your meals. The elves are your guides. You know, you really just have to sit back, relax and take it all in. Yeah. Um, so they brought us to um, Santa Village the following day. And we had about maybe five hours there. So we went down the ice slides. We went to an igloo for lunch. Um, snowball sighting. Um, it's just, there's so much to do. It's like, there's loads to do. I loved it there so much that when the, we were leaving... And about three o'clock local time to go to the airport. I was like begging Graham to stay for just one more night. I never, ever wanted to leave. I know. And we actually might have stayed if we could get a flight back, but the flights were all full. So we had no other choice. I know. What's the food like? I mean, I know you ate there quite a bit. Do you know what? The food was actually fine. It was warm. Like you get these gorgeous hot, hot soups, beautiful breads. Like it's nothing fancy. It's very basic, but it's actually quite nice. And tell me, is it an expensive trip? Because I remember way back in the day, and I'm talking 20 years ago, it was a fair chunk of change. Honestly, I don't know how much it was to go there because, like I said, it was a present, but I, uh, it was eye-watering, I think. But when you get there, it's expensive. <clears throat> yeah, when you, for 24 hours, it is. Like, you can literally go away for two weeks. Nothing could, like, money couldn't buy an experience like that. It's just, yeah. it was fabulous. But I found over there, right, as in, it was only me and Graham, but I felt sorry for the parents who had, like, four or five kids because everything was so expensive. I know. And, like, if they wanted to do anything extra outside of the package, which we did, we did absolutely everything extra because um, we're on our honeymoon. But um, we it's went a, down, like, oh. it's, it's a, It was a great experience for you, and it was your honeymoon. But having said that, a short enough honeymoon, they're usually a fortnight long. 
Well, look, that was just our first phase of our honeymoon. We had, we're not going on our actual honeymoon until um, January. So we got married in November and because of our work schedules, we're crazy busy over the Christmas period. Um, so we had to push our honeymoon to January. So um, it was just like a little uh, treat in the middle while we have to wait for the big one. Oh, it'll be hard to top that though. Oh, absolutely. Nothing will ever top that. It was so magic. The lead into Christmas now, you've got to come up with other things to try and match that between now and Christmas Day. But you're working away, just for the record, Lizzie's a professional makeup artist. You're working on the, you're working on RT Cork, aren't you? You work with Maura yes. and Dahi and all of the gang and the Today Show. All the crew at RT, yeah, they're incredible. I've been there now for a long time and I do weddings as well. Yeah, well, listen. So we're really big into wedding season at the moment. Like, I can well imagine. Every day of the week. Yeah. I can well imagine. I just wanted to get the perspective of two grown adults in Lapland <laughs> surrounded by all of these children. But you got stuck in, embraced it and enjoyed it. It brought out the children in you, didn't it? Yourself and, it yourself and Graham. It really, really did. It really did. Yeah. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Listen, happy Christmas to you, Lizzie. Thanks for taking the call. Merry Christmas. And congratulations you. on your wedding and your marriage. Lovely to Thank chat with you. Thank you so much. Take Have care. a good one. You too. Bye. All the best. Bye-bye. Meanwhile, lads, our Christmas hamper giveaway uh, with Paddy Box. Some more fabulous, fabulous emails have been coming my way. I've been listening to your show lately. I heard you talking about those delicious Paddy Boxes. All the nice goodies that you mentioned in the box have have taken me back to times of my childhood, and particular Christmas time. I'm currently living here in France, and I've now been here for 22 years. Uh, so living here meant that I had to sacrifice the Irish favourites. Uh, you can buy Irish food here in a little shop in town, but it's so expensive. When I come home to Ireland with my partner and my two children, as we did this summer, we make sure to travel light on our outward journey and to stock up well for the journey back to France. Believe me, the boot is full. This summer alone, we ended up coming back with our usual stock of chocolates, crisps, you name it. But in addition, two big bottles of Club Orange, which the kids kids took a liking to this summer. And wait for it, 96 sausages. Yes, 96. Not to mention bacon and black pudding. These are just some of the things that you can't live without. The Paddy Box is actually like a gigantic selection box to me, which was something that I cherished every year growing up without fail. The selection box. We used to do our Christmas Eve shopping in Wilton with a trip to see Santi beforehand. But what I loved the most was all of the goodies that were being put into the trolley. The biscuits, the jumbo packs of potatoes, the milk trays, the roses, the ham, the tanora, and of course, the turkey. We didn't have much, we were not rich, but it was such a delight to see the trolley actually full with so many delightful things, all for the sake of one special time of the year. This is what Christmas is all about, the amazement it brings to us as we were young and how every item in that trolley enhanced our taste buds, bringing fond memories and even more so now, being further away from home. So I'm asking you the question, is it selfish of me to wish for a paddy box? Not just for me, but to share with my family here and to share the memories that I said I had as a child. I know I'm probably chancing my arm, but my father always said, God loves a trier. I wish I could be home for Christmas, but it's just so expensive. If I do receive the box, I would be one step closer to my place called Home Sweet Home. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Happy Christmas to everybody back home, says Kerry, who, for, as I say, the last 22 years has lived in Brittany in France. That's a beautiful email. It really and truly is. And on that basis, I think we may well be able to reward Kerry. Kerry, good morning. 
Hi, Neil. How are that you? That is the most beautiful, beautiful email. I, I'm with you in the shopping aisle with your mam and perhaps your dad and the kids filling up the trolley with goodies. That memory's in your mind, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it is definitely. It's just one of those things that, you know, like I just remember, you know, just every year, like, you know, going out to Wilton Shopping Centre and just to, um, like my, it was actually my father and my uncle, we used to, you know, just to put every, well, they were putting everything inside in the trolley and uh, I was like, oh my God, my eyes were just so, go on, go on, go on, just put me in, like, you know, it was just amazing. Were like, you throwing you know, things and, uh, into it as well, like? Uh, well, maybe I tried, you know, once or twice, like, you know, when they weren't looking, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, it's but, uh, very funny because yeah. I'm picking up a slight French accent there as well, Kerry, from all your time there. Uh, yeah, well, it's 22 years now since I'm here, all right, like, but I still haven't lost the cock accent. No, you haven't lost <laughs> I want to know about the 96 sausages. Surely we got us nine, not 96 packets. No, of course not. No, 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 no. It was actually, um, well, do you know, it was the, um, the, the, they come in 16s over there, do you know, and the, the, the Denny's or the, I don't remember if it was the Denny's or the Clonic Kilty sausages that we were getting, you know, but, uh, um, yeah, it was nine to six sausages that we came back with, you know, and the sausages were flying all over the place when they were coming back. No, you're supposed to <laughs> ration them, girl. You're supposed to get, you know, freeze them all and take them out gradually over yeah. the months, you know? Yeah, I love the description yeah. of childhood when you were your childhood Christmas because as a child you would you know you say you weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination but your no, parents would have had no, to no. save and put money aside to make it magical yeah well this is it like you know this is it I mean like it was just um, for me this is what Christmas was you know like I said you know we weren't rich or anything but like when they were stacking up the um the trolley and stuff like that. I was just seeing things going inside the trolley, and you know, I know it was just amazing. Like you know, just uh, you've you continued know, that tradition actually. Now day. you've continued that tradition Sorry? with your you've continued that tradition with yeah. your children. So tell me about yeah. life in in Brittany. Who's with you? How old are they? And how you know what do you do there? Well, I'm working inside in a hotel. Actually, you know, I'm working in a hotel, and I'm over the girls. Whether like um, I'm the government, uh, you know, working in a hotel. And um, I'm living with my partner and uh, my two children. My my oldest, uh, she's uh, tw- uh, 16, and the youngest is 12 years, uh, 12 years of age. And uh, yeah, I'm living here now for the last 22 years, and uh, it's it's great, like great crack all together. Do you know something? <laughs> 22 years in France. Do you think in French or do you think in English? Oh, um, uh, it's yeah, I'm French, French now, <laughs> definitely, but. It, you know, it's just sometimes there, like when I'm just really confused, like, and oh, yeah, I, it's mostly in French, though, mostly in French. In the beginning, it was more English, of course, like, you know, but um, uh, now, like, I'm just so used to, you know, uh, the way, like, things, you know, but it's French now, like. We yeah, were yeah. talking on the air earlier in the week of people who are living here from overseas being constantly asked by Irish people, where are you from? How long are you staying here? Why did you come here? All these, just, I just think it's nosiness and chattiness myself, but do you get, did you get that over there? Uh, no, not at all. No, not at all. No, 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 I didn't. No, no. They didn't care. I mean, they're, you know, they're nice people, are they? Oh, they are. They're very. They're great people. They're like our own, actually. The Irish, you know. Um, they are. They're, they're. They're very chatty people, and you know, they're. They're just kind of curious, you know. And this That's Irish, like this shop where you can buy Irish stuff, uh, it's very expensive. Can you get lots of different Irish products there? 
No, you can't, unfortunately. Like, you know, um, like you can get some chocolate bars and stuff like that, you know, but like um, they're very expensive over here, you know, really expensive. So, you know, that's why, like I was saying in my email, you know, when we do go back home, like it's um, like we go over life and when we come back then, like, you know, the boat is full, like, you know, with everything, you know, inside. Like. <laughs> well, I'm going to send <laughs> you like. and the family yeah. and the kids one of our big paddy box hampers so you definitely oh. will have that this side of Christmas so you got something lovely to look forward to where, where are you originally from here in Cork? Uh, from Mahan actually yeah from okay. Mahan okay so have your family still there do you want to give them a shout out? yeah well my father is still there I don't know if he's listening in at the moment but if you are there dad anyway you know listening in hi dad and there's my sister as well and my uncle who's still uh, living over there as well like, oh, you know, okay. so hi to everyone okay. and my family and uh, friends as well that are still living there and so, tell me what would Christmas you. day be like for you there will it be a traditional Irish type Christmas no unfortunately no uh, we, we don't do the turkey over here you know they're not into turkey over here what? On day. It's, yeah I know I know I know but, um, what will you, you know, have they, it, um I don't know we'd probably have something like um deer or something you know or kind of deer you're not in Lapland woman what are you doing eating deer know, on Christmas I know, but go out and I buy know, a turkey I know but you know what Everything's different over here. <laughs> That's what I miss as well about home. You but know, why don't you just buy coffee. a turkey next week? Just roast it. Put yeah. it in the oven. Yeah. Oh, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. <laughs> 22 years since you've done it. Try it. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. Happy I Christmas to you, Kerry. Happy Christmas to you Thank and all of the family and everybody in Brittany. Thank you so much. That's on the way, so enjoy it and ration it. Don't tear it apart and I scoff will, it in 24 hours, all right? <laughs> Thank you so Good much. Luck. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Bye bye, you. Lads, there's no um, competition attached to that number, to Dean Martin's Let It Snow, but there will be across the morning. I have more Christmas songs to come, of course, and we got a 200 euro voucher as an example for you. 200 euro voucher every day this week for Michelle, the jewellers on Patrick Street. You can keep it for yourself. You can use it towards a gift. You can buy a gift for a loved one in Michelle, the jewellers on Patrick Street. So across the morning, more Christmas songs. There's always a prize behind them. Back after the break, text 0868 Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 4106 Cork's Red FM With some more worldwide shoutouts I want to say good morning to Martin O'Sullivan who's with the O'Sullivan gang living in northern Thailand he says to me I haven't been home for Christmas in four years and I have to tell you the food here is absolutely awful I can't imagine that to be the case maybe you just don't like Thai food but anyway he thinks it's awful he says I'm originally from Mitchellstown but I lived on Grattan Hill in the, 19, in the early 1970s it's an amazing coincidence. I lived on Grattan Hill in the early 1980s. He says, I worked in Moore's Hotel on Morrison's Quay. So good morning to you, Martin, and all of the tribe of O'Sullivan's in Northern Thailand. And then Sinead got in touch with me about her brother, Adrian Hayes, his wife, Emma, and the two kids, Ronan and Cloda. The kids, she says, who we have never met. He's living in New Zealand in Christchurch. Hasn't been home in nearly five years. They work very hard. They love it there. I really don't think they'll ever come back to us here in Cork. There's five of us in the family, and I have to say, he would be my favourite. 
I wonder what the other four feel about that or the other three. He's an honest, loving, genuine, hardworking man. Her brother, she says, and hopefully all going well. They might get home for a visit next year and the kids can finally meet their ten other cousins and they miss them loads. And it's a big shout out from his sister Sinead and of course the rest of the family, especially mum Brenda. Uh, my son Jason moved to Perth, Australia with his girlfriend Rachel in August. So many did. And Mammy says, I miss him terribly. I would love if he won one of your hampers. He's my pride and joy. I'm so proud of him and his girlfriend. They love Perth and all it has to offer, but us as a family miss him terribly. And of course, we don't tell him that when we chat. Of course you wouldn't. You want to upset the guy. They love their tato crisps, their Cadbury's chocolates and their Barry's tea. And what they brought with them is all gone. Thanks for the opportunity to enter the competition. I hope he's lucky enough to win. It would mean everything to them. Happy Christmas to all. I'm half dreading it as it's my first without Jason being here. But please, God, we'll get through it, says Mags English. So a big shout out to you, Mags, and Jason and his girlfriend, Rachel, uh, down in Perth, Australia. So we are not taking any more emails at this stage. I'm just reading ones that I already have. But um, I will get through some more of them and calls as well across the day and uh, this side of Christmas time. So we'll pick it up after 10. Text 0868104106. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from 4. Dave Max Drive. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. With 200 euro vouchers to give away every day this week from Michelle, the jewellers in 60 years in business on Patrick Street. And they're there this Christmas time to help you with your Christmas prezzies. So check them out. And we have 200 euro vouchers to give away every day. Every time you hear a Christmas song, there's a prize this week. So that'll be a little later on this morning. Can I just mention also with regards to the paddy box and we've been... Uh, giving them away and sending them to the four corners of the globe and I have more to do across the week and indeed next week but you could also go online uh, to www.paddybox.com and order up your own paddy box to send to a loved one overseas not too late and they've got a very interesting one that I came across the night before Christmas box and this is for worldwide delivery and they will deliver it next day within Ireland and it's great as a family gift to loved ones because it's got all sorts of keepsakes in there with Christmas decorative box and the reindeer food pock box uh, pouch, uh, lots of different sweeties and hot chocolate mugs and O'Connell's hot chocolate spoons and marshmallows and you get a Santa's good list Christmas certificate. I'm on the good list, not the naughty list. And also, you know the signs you put outside door, Santa, please stop here, all of that. So you can check that out online as well. The night before Christmas box at paddybox.com. Uh, morning, any chance I can put my son Charles Leahy forward for one of those? Well, unfortunately, I'm not taking any more emails at this stage, but I'm happy to talk about people overseas. Charles has been in Scotland for over 20 years. He's at home at the moment to see his sister, who's getting chemo, and he'll be going back on Sunday. So Brida Leahy and Farron Ree was in touch uh, and wishing everybody a happy Christmas. So to you too, Brida, and to your son Charles, who's home for a while. Uh, meanwhile, somebody disagrees with me. He says, I've been on that Dublin to Belfast train a lot in the past two months. You'll get nothing on it. You're spoofing, Neil. Well, I'm not spoofing. Uh, unless the people who have been on the train and have told me about it are spoofing me because I understand that there's all sorts of catering on it. And then I talk about the erosion of our democratic rights and you soon may have the erosion of your democratic right to object to a planning permission, for instance. Richie says, you mentioned Darrow O'Brien's plan to infringe on our rights to object to planning. Well, here over the years are another few examples. 
The Irish state has infringed on our personal freedoms. The Irish state has infringed on our bodily autonomy. It has infringed on our freedom of movement. It has infringed on our right to assembly. It is now infringing on our right to protest and is infringing on our right to free speech. The Irish state is now infringing on our private property rights. The list goes on and on. Ireland, in my opinion, is fast becoming uh, a democratic republic in the same way as North Korea is a democratic republic. It's beginning to look a lot like communism, Sissy. So glad you did the bit with Lizzie on Lapland. It would be my dream holiday. We don't have kids either. I'm 100% booking this for next year. And now I know we won't look like loons if other couples have gone without kids. Well, they have, and it shouldn't hold you back. Pro Billy says, this morning I use one of my discount cards to scrape the ice off my windscreen. It's feckin' useless. It only took off 20%. <laughs> I love it. And one quick one then. I was telling you that the bells are ringing again at St. Mary's and St. Anne's. Um, On the subject of the bells, for the first time in 56 years, Texter says, I sing with the North Cathedral Choir. We'll be singing on the steps of the church 5 p.m. on Sunday. Sorry, 5 p.m. on Saturday. Don't want people to turn up on the wrong day. And everybody is welcome to come along. So there'll be choral singing on the steps of St. Mary's and St. Anne's at 5 p.m. on Saturday. So be there or be cubic. And one just possible correction. You might recall the story of the uh, story I told you. And this is kind of the the worry of uh, social media and online and and Facebook posting because it's not 100% sure if a young girl lost her life. Um, You might recall it. Many people have been talking about it the past few days where supposedly a young girl took to a tent uh, and risked sleeping the night in the tent in Dublin and was found dead the next morning. Um, And that was backed up actually by a a homeless charity called A Lending Hand. And they had posted it on Facebook saying that a young girl, the the group originally shared the claim They've since removed the post from their Facebook page saying that they're still seeking to verify it. I would have thought they would have verified it before they posted it, but they didn't. Now, the Garda Shikona have no details of it. Um, The Garda said that they actually don't have any details matching the claims that a young girl passed away in a tent in Dublin at the weekend. Uh, So that's the update on that as to nobody is actually sure. Uh, And even the charity that put it up originally are saying that they're not sure. So I need to clarify that one. Meanwhile, I mean, if it is true, it is absolutely tragic, but we're not 100% sure. Even the charity themselves have taken down the post. Text 0868104106. Can I just mention, and I want to update this because it's important to go back to stories. I was chatting with Mick Barry TD yesterday uh, and he was going to bring it up in the doll with Micheál Martin. Um, uh, you know, He's not going to be Taoiseach from, from Saturday onwards, so we need to get we need to get this sorted or, you know, at least get some clarification. He wanted to know uh, as to why people who are paying pay-as-you-go, households with pay-as-you-go, gas and electric, are being disconnected. And here's an example of that. Hi, guys, we are paying as pay-as-you-go customers at home for gas and electric. On Friday, I put €25 euro in, gone Saturday morning. Saturday, I put €25 euro in, gone Sunday morning. Sunday, I put in €25. Euro. It was gone Monday lunchtime. We have been cut off every single time. Put another €25 euro in yesterday and just waiting now for it to go at some stage this morning. We cannot, as a family, keep up with this. Electricity is just as bad. I put €70 euro in on Thursday. It was gone before the weekend. So we were cut off. A joke. My grandmother has prepay as well. She really believes the more you put in, the more they actually take. 
Um, I'd nominate my grandmother who lives alone in a wheelchair for the past few years for one of your vouchers for super value. She really needs it. She'd put it towards things that she need and then otherwise she'd be able to pay her electricity bill. I'm happy to do that, Steve, actually, to provide for your grandmother a voucher to help her with a bit of shopping in Singleton Super Value. No problem there. Consider it done. But this um, is just a clip of yesterday uh, from uh, the doll. This is Mick Barry uh, addressing uh, Taoiseach Micheál Martin. Households are burning through their €200 Euro energy credits at a rate of knots in this cold snap. I spoke to a woman on the north side of Cork City last night, living in a council house with a poor BER, BER rating. The woman is spending a tenner a day now on electricity, a tenner a day on gas, and seven euro a day on coal and blocks. She is a pay-as-you-go customer. Her next 200 euro credit won't come until January. She'll be all right. There's two wage packets coming into that house. But what happens in the house where that isn't the case? Are people going to be disconnected in Christmas week? Are people going to be disconnected on the week running up to New Year's Day? Now today, as you reminded me, your government signed that off on a 10 million energy poverty fund. But Taoiseach, do you seriously expect people to be beating a path to the door of MABS alone or the Department of Social Welfare in the days running up to Christmas? Why Taoiseach, will you not just bite the bullet on this issue. Is up, Deputy. Extend the gas and electricity moratorium, Thank you. not just to bill pay customers, but to all customers, including those on pay as you go. Thank you very much, Taoiseach. I think we have bitten the bullet at this stage in terms of the measures that have been brought to Cabinet today by Minister Eamon Ryan, specifically targeted as pay as you go. Um, and I think it's a, it's a good measure that is designed to target a group that is not captured by the other significant range of payments that have been made through uh, social protection and, and through other measures. But people will not be cut off uh, Christmas week. Okay, that's a clip from the doll yesterday. Mick Barry joins me by phone. Mick, good morning. What exactly is he saying then? It's, it's very unclear, isn't it, Neil? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually back in again at 10.25, so uh, I'm going to ask exactly that question. All right. So, so are you limited in time? I heard your man, uh, Count Corla, telling you your time is up. You can't go back and ask a subsequent question to that, no? No, no. It's, it's, it's very tight on time here, and you have to time your speeches to the second almost, you know? So I'm, I'm due back in at 10.30, but to be absolutely on the safe side, I'm going to be in there for 10.25 to follow up on that. So basically, what is the follow-up? So what he said at the end of the clip there is that, there, there, there's not going to be disconnections on Christmas week, right? Right. Now, he could be saying one of two things there. He could be saying that he's made an agreement with the energy companies, with the two pay-as-you-go companies, that there will be no disconnections on Christmas week. If that's the case, he should say that. He should have said that yesterday. He didn't. It's yeah. very vague to me. I mean, he talks about a 10 million euro energy poverty fund. Is that new money? It's new money that was voted uh, uh, through the cabinet uh, yesterday. And by the way, I'm pretty confident that that 10 million euro wouldn't have even been put on the table if we hadn't been banging the drum on this issue for the last two and a half months, raising it week in, week out. But leave that aside. Um, that money is going to be distributed um, uh, or can be tapped into by the likes of MABS, uh, the Money Advice Budgeting Service, uh, by the likes of Alone, who obviously do great work uh, for the elderly, um, it's not clear as to whether some of that money is going to the Department of Social Welfare to boost up uh, discretionary uh, emergency uh, uh, funding for people. But the idea 
that people are going to be beating the path to the door of mobs or to alone, let alone the Department of Social Welfare, who will have doors closed on many of the days over Christmas, to, to try and, uh, you know, get yeah. 30 or 40 euro to put in their, their meter when no. the kids are off school and the dinner is being cooked no. and the pressure is no. on the mom. No. You know, it, it's completely unrealistic. So the question this morning is, are you saying that you're confident that your 10 million will filter down and everyone will be all right on the night, which I very much doubt, or have you made an agreement with the companies? And if you have, you should come out and say that. Okay, because yeah. they can, they can, they can um, uh, agree not to disconnect uh, on certain days. For example, um, it's, it's not legal for someone to be disconnected on a bank holiday. It's not legal for someone to be disconnected at a weekend. And my point is that if you can say that for a bank holiday and a weekend, you can say, okay, we won't disconnect anyone on any day with a Y yes. in it. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Any day at all, from here up until the end of the winter. Yeah, yeah, because the moratorium exists for bill pay customers up to when again? When does that last to? It, it depends. Uh, for the majority of bill pay customers, uh, there's a moratorium on either gas or electricity disconnections from the 1st of January to the 28th of February. However, if you are a medically vulnerable... 1st of December, I think, Mick, isn't it? For, from the 1st of December yeah. to the 28th of February, yeah. a three-month moratorium. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are medically vulnerable, um, then the moratorium stretches from the 1st of October. Okay, so we, we just want people who are pay-as-you-go to be treated the very same as everybody else, and you need to ask him as to whether or not he's done a deal with the pay-as-you-go customer. Because there's Steve's example there. I don't know how many times he was cut off. Cut off Saturday, cut off Sunday, cut off Monday. A bill-pay customer would not be cut off. He needs to be treated the same. Yes, it's not equality. And what they say uh, is that, well, you haven't been disconnected. You have self-disconnected by, by not putting... Ah, money sure, in that's not... It's really a sly way that, that they try and twist it around. Now, to be clear, and so as your listeners, your bill pay or your pay-as-you-go listeners are clear, I don't have the opportunity in five minutes' time to question the Taoiseach, but there will be a minister from the Department of Energy there, and I'll be asking that minister to clarify what is the position there, and, you know, saying, look, <laughs> even if you've got an agreement there for a week, it's not enough to no. need a moratorium, at least for the whole winter. No. It, has to be, it has to be a level playing ground, for the bill pay customers, for the pay-as-you-go customers, and for everybody across the board. Totally, totally. Let's see what happens with regards to that response. Stay in touch. Thanks, Mick, as always. Cheers for now. Okay, Neil, too. Socialist Party TD Mick Barry heading into the doll to clarify the state of play so it is fair for everybody because everybody should be treated equally. Text 0868-104-106. Back to the phone lines. Martin. Uh, your mum's got a gas leak and has for months. It's a bit like Paula from last week's programme. What, what's the backstory to that? Um, basically, on the 5th last Sunday week, I was up to visit my mother and um, we went into her or whatever and we were caught, we were, um, we brought the grandchild up to see her and whatever and she told me her heating wasn't working. So I said, what does she mean the heating's not working? I put on the gas this morning, she said, and the heating's not on. So I checked the rides and I said, ma'am, the heating is on, they're roasting. Yeah. Well, she said, I put them on this morning at 8 o'clock when she got up. She came back from Mass and they weren't on. So I said, I don't know what happened there or whatever. I said, look, I'll give the plumber a ring. Whatever. So I, we were leaving the house about 4 o'clock. And 
I got a smell of gas out at the gate. So I kind of thought nothing of it. By the time I got home, I put two and two together. I said, you know, I've got to ring the gas company. So I rang the gas company, uh, reported a, a leak, and the gas company wrote within the hour. Up They're fast, aren't they? They're always fast. That's a serious an yeah. emergency to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they came out. They, oh no, I wasn't there, right? My mother's 82, but anyway. Um, I, they came out and they discovered a gas leak. So they, they shut it? off the... Listen, if you bear with me two seconds. Okay, sorry, no more questions. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, they shut off the gas. They went into her and they said, Mrs. Noon or Mrs. You had a leak. The leak, we changed the meter on the box. Here's the report. Um, get a plumber because you have another leak. She said, what do you mean you have another leak? You have another gas leak. Where is it? He didn't know. But I shut off the gas for safety. Don't worry, everything is safe. You have to get an RGI, a registered gas installer, to fix it. Yeah, plumber, yeah. Gas plumber. Yeah, that's a gas plumber. So I rang my mother for the update. She told me that. I said, but man, look, I don't understand. I said, everything is safe now. I said, I'll be up in the morning with an RGI. Now, I'm living in East Cork, so I rang my plumber in fairness to him, and he was up at 7 o'clock that morning, up to the north side. We thought we'd have to dig the garden, because we'd have to lay a new pipe, because the man from Borough Gas left the report saying the gas, was, the gas leak was outside the property. So we'd done a test on the line. Sure enough, there was a leak. So my plumber said, look, do you know the easiest way out of this? No, it's just run a new pipe into the house. Yeah. But he could, he could do it. So we were just about to dig the garden and he just went off to the box just by chance to have a look what the gas man done on Sunday evening. He said, Martin, come here, look at this. I said, right, what's up? He said, he changed the meter. I said, right. We said, look at the gas leak right next to the meter coming into your mother's house. So I said, what do you mean? He said, that's where the leak is. Look, it's bubbling out. That's corroded. That's probably leaking with at least six months. Jigs and reels, he fixed it. Happy days. Gas back on, no bother. So my mother's given out about gas bills for six or seven months, but sure, look, everyone's bills are high. So I rang the gas company, and I explained it to the gas company what, what happened, and I wanted to know why that man wouldn't, didn't fix the leak. And their response to me was, they're responsible for the gas coming into the box. And your mother is responsible for the gas coming out of the box. But did he see the gas coming out of the box? No, this is the question. Of course he saw the gas. Was he at the meter box? He's put, he changed the meter inside in the meter box. Right. And the leak was right next to where he changed the meter. Now, I'm not saying that it was leaking that the gas meter wasn't leaking, it probably was. But the other gas leak, the second one, which he didn't fix, was right, I have a picture to prove it, was right next to his nose. And when I say right next to his nose, it was six inches away from... I'll fix the gas, the gas pipe going into it, but I won't fix the gas pipe going I mean, That's an extraordinary claim to make, because you would think that, health and, that safety would dictate that that is yeah. an emergency, and that yeah. is a danger. Yeah. No, the other point I want to make, Neil, is that I rang wow. the gas company and to request her bills for the past six months. She was complaining about them, right? She was saying they were very heavy, but she's probably afraid to be using the gas now for the last six months because it's so expensive. 
Because look, she's listening to Joe Duffy and Joe Duffy's saying it's a tenner a day and you know yourself. Yeah. And also the fact also could be <laughs> that she's paying for leaking gas. Yes, this is the point I'm trying to make. I rang the gas company to ask them to request the bills for the past six months. And they told me they wouldn't talk to me because my name's not on the bill. The man was a nice guy and he said, look, by the way, he said, your mother's gas is with DSB. We've got to ring them. So I rang DSB, nice guys on the phone, same rigmarole, and um, we can't talk to you because your mother's name is not, or your name is not on the bill. That seems as if something needs to be changed yeah. there because you could have a lot of elderly people who wouldn't be able to, for all sorts of reasons, be able to have a, a conversation with somebody like that. They'd need someone to do it for them. Exactly. And that's what's wrong in this country. Look, when my father died in 2014, we had the same problems because everything was in his name, right? Yeah. He looked after all the bills. He looked after everything. And that's the way he was. But trying to change an ASB bill when someone dies into someone else's name, Neil, I spent days, not hours, days on the phone to Borgas, days on the phone to DSB, days on the phone to post office changing books, you know? Like this we we, we need those re- yeah I know but we need those regulations from the matter of you know security for people so that other people can't be messing with their you know their their data I mean but GDPR mm. and, and data that's important but years ago things were much more straightforward you're saying now because of GDPR and data controls and privacy that it's almost impossible to get anything done that years ago you could have got done this is a typical example of that. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah. I know, I know. No, on, <laughs> the story kind of doesn't end here, right? On Wednesday morning, she rang me, my mother, and she had a burst pipe in the hall, a water pipe, which She's is entirely her own wars, problem. Yeah. yeah. So off I went up again anyway, um, shut off the water, rang my good friend of a plumber down in East Cork, and he was straight up to me in fairness, son, and he had a look at it, the water was off. He couldn't fix it that day because he was doing a house in East Cork. So he said, look, I'll be up to you on Thursday morning, 7 a.m., in the frost, in the, you know, the bad weather. Yeah. And in fairness, I stayed in my mother's that night on the Wednesday night. And, you know, she she had water, she had gas, she had every. No, sorry, she didn't have water. She had gas anyway. And the neighbours were very good to her up there. The neighbours gave her water and great people up there. Yeah. But... He fixed the water leak on Thursday morning and look, I replastered the ceiling, whatever. But the point I'm trying to make, if my mother didn't, look, I'm in the building like myself, if my mother didn't have someone that had a friend, a plumber yeah. or a plasterer, myself, she possibly would be still up in that house with no gas, no heating, no cooking facilities and no and water. water. I know what you're saying. And yeah. I was actually thinking that as you were saying it, isn't she lucky that she has you because there are those that have nobody, you know, and that's yeah. why we need to be looking yeah. out for them. And they, you know, they wouldn't be able to negotiate through uh, helplines. You know, they just wouldn't. And a lot of them no. aren't, no. you know, computer savvy. So it's it's a shame. But in the upside to it, at least you were there to help on her behalf. Yeah, but, she'd be, but But what if, she's but like, been, what if she's been overcharged now because of that leak? Yeah, no, that's why I'm on the radio because I'm hoping now maybe the gas company and maybe DSB will talk to me. Now, I don't want to put my mother through the rigmarole of changing the bill and putting me on the bill and, you know, she, she don't worry about that. And she's, 
she's been off on her plate. Like, no, she's perfectly healthy and fine. And but would it be would it be great if you could do that though? Because it would be less hassle for her if you were able to handle all of those things. Yeah, yeah, it would. But it's it's very hard to donate. You know, yeah. very hard to get for these people. Now, they're lovely people on the phone when you ring them. But I suppose the rules are the rules. Look, your the name is on the bill, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, their hands are you tied. Know? Be interesting to see what they would say to us if you'd ask them about representation by other people <clears throat> on behalf of senior citizens, you know? Yeah, well, I do know, Neil, that... I'm straight off the point here now. I do know, in England, right, there is tradesmen go around. Now, it's, what it should happen here, in my opinion, is that anyone over 70, right, should be on the list where if they need a tradesman, a painter, or a carpenter, a plumber, electrician, whatever, they ring a number, there's a list of numbers that should be maybe City Hall or maybe it's be it wherever. And that tradesman will go out and do the woman's, fix the woman's problem, wherever it may be. I agree, yeah. Cause they're, they're and leave, yeah, yeah. Leave, leave the government pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a conversation you know, last week with somebody. If the woman is a millionaire, fair enough. Yeah. Like she, she, you know, she she can pay her own. But if she's under, if she's on a pension, or the man, whoever, they should be. That should be done for free. Okay, okay, okay. And there should be a list of tradesmen on that list, qualified tradesmen, proper tradesmen, not cowboys. Okay, because interesting. I mean, yeah, there was a cowboy last week who charged a pensioner who needed the rads to be bled. 200 euro consultation and 200 euro to bleed the rads in and out in yeah. under an hour. Well, Neil, to be honest with you, like I'm not being smart here, no, you could bleed the rads. You don't need a problem totally. for that. Yeah, but totally. Yeah, absolutely. But you see, maybe somebody might know that that's what's wrong. All they know is that yeah. their rads aren't working. It was just a case of having to bleed them. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, me talk, let me talk to Lisa, if you will. But thank you, Martin. And well done for interjecting on behalf of your mother. Interesting text for you, though. My parents aren't elderly, but I am a contact on all of their bills. ESB, Sky, gas, everything. All you have to do is call with the parent and they confirm that you give permission to speak about their affairs. Job done. Bear that in mind, lads. Lisa, good morning. Are you, um, are you, uh, can you hear me all right, Lisa? Hello. Yeah, you can hear me okay. Are you a prepay power and gas customer? Yes, yes. And are you struggling to keep money in the meter? Is it like a slot machine for you? Oh my, yeah, absolutely. How many of you are in the home? Nine. Okay. So that would take a lot of energy, a lot of electricity, a lot of gas. Yeah. Oh Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and are you struggling? Oh, big time. Big, big time. Have you been cut off at all? Uh, we've often got cut off um, if we didn't have any money and we'd have nothing. No, yes, being no gas. They cut us off, do you know? Yeah, yeah. How, how, how do you feel about the fact that what they're saying in the doll is that you weren't cut off, you cut yourself off by not putting money into it? Isn't that very cruel? It's cruel because we put more than enough money in every week. Like, more than enough. It's, I think the more we're putting in, the more they're taking. Yeah, yeah, that's what another person said to me there as well. So as an example, you put in 80 euro at some stage last week. You had to put in another 50 to top it up and remain 30 euro in debt when you did that. So even yeah. the 50 only turned into a 30. Uh, into, yeah. You know, you only got 20 euro worth of energy. You put 70 exactly. into the gas last week and went into debt again this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So have and you been, have you been uh, cut off at, for long periods of time 
when the house got very cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you cope with that then with seven kids? Wrapping up, wrapping up, literally wrapping up, morning coats, blankets, everything. And do the lads, do the kids say anything to you wondering why about that? They, They can see us struggling and upset and... Yeah. We just have to tell them why. Yeah. And we just don't have the money, like. And if you're putting money into the pay-as-you-go constantly, does that mean that other parts of it is, other parts of trying to buy things is, is short, like food and things like that? Exactly, yeah. It's either one or another situation. Yeah. And is there limited money coming into the house? Very limited money, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, would it be like yeah. a disability payment or something like that? Exactly, yeah. So how much, do you mind me asking, would you have coming in every week? Um, 530 euro. 530 a week? Yeah, for nine. For nine of you. So yeah. your shopping would be astronomical, wouldn't it? Imagine, yeah. And of that yeah. 530... Hundreds of it are going into electric and gas pre-power, prepay power. Yep. There's days we go hungry. There's days, we, days and days we go cold. There's days we know our ESB. So the days that you go hungry, is that are they days when yourself and your partner don't eat or even the children don't eat? Even the children don't eat some days, yeah. All day? Yeah. Only for school. So when they go to school, do they get a breakfast or a lunch in school or a dinner in school? Yeah, they get dinner in school. um, Hot lunches and uh, snacks and that's what they eat then at school and we try try roughly what we can that we if there's anything there. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone that bad now, Neil. Yeah. And before all of the energy prices went crazy and the cost of shopping went crazy, were you able to get by? Just just about get by, yeah, yeah. And are you shopping in the likes of your Lidl's and your Aldi's that seem to be a uh, lot cheaper than everybody else? Aldi, Aldi's, um, but it's absolutely gone sky high now. I've noticed Aldi's have gone through the roof. I think uh, Dundon Super Value has gone cheaper than Aldi's. Where do you live? Um, Silver Springs. In Silver Springs. Okay, okay. And and do you dread do you dread Christmas? I mean, how are you going to cope now with the kids and Christmas and everything that many people take for granted? Nice food, yeah. Christmas presents, a warm house. Yeah. Yeah, every day. Do you dread that? I mean, you are you able to put anything aside for the kids for Christmas or anything? Uh, no, not finished yet. No, struggling like everybody else, I suppose. Will you eat today, for instance? Um, I have to try and buy some presents for the kids today. So, what's left over is. What's left over. 
So there's a chance that you won't eat today yourself and your partner, are you saying? Yes. When the kids are out of school and not getting the school breakfast or the school dinners, there's going to be a lot of pressure on you then. Oh, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure, yes. That's yeah. heartbreaking, you know. You sound And you sound very upset. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about Vincent? Yeah, what about, did you reach out to Vincent to Paul, Penny Dinners? What about yeah. family? Are family aware of your predicament being so bad? Uh, yeah, they're all in the same boat, really. Yeah. It's heartbreaking, isn't it, that you live like that, frozen with the cold, going days without food? Mm-hmm. As yeah. a parent, then you probably don't eat so that you can maybe give whatever is there to the seven the kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't complain though, do they, the kids? No. No, they're good kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you going to do Christmas Day? What have you planned? Um, we actually have nothing planned, really. Just try, try and make the best of what we can. Yeah. We have Christmas dinner, you poor misfortune. Um, I still have to try and get some Christmas dinner. It's off the turkey and ham. Yeah. It's kind of sad that the times we live in. It's really sad. It is. It is. It's gone horrible. Do you feel as, do you feel as if... Do you feel as... I know, but we're, we're talking specifically about your situation. Do you feel forgotten? Yeah. Yeah. Is it cold there now or did you have heating last night or do you have heating today? Um, I tapped it up today was in minus. You did what, Lisa? Again. I tapped it up today, but it's in minus again. So when you topped it up, did it come back on? Yeah. Yeah, but it's in minus now. What's it reading? Again. Um, 14, 14, 38. You've got 14 euro 38 minus. Yeah. So how long will it, how long will it be before that cuts off again then? Um, I tell you tonight, tonight, uh, maybe in the morning. Okay. For an hour. So you're constantly you're constantly reheating a freezing cold home, and loads of the money and the energy is being spent reheating a freezing cold home. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, um, I know that people are going to text here, and they've begun already wondering if they can help. Would you Would you be okay with taking a little bit of help just to make things a little bit easier? I'd be absolutely delighted. I know, I know, I know. For you and the seven children, try and make life a little bit more comfortable this Christmas time. I, I, have, I have some vouchers here for Super Value, Singleton's Super Value, right? Um, yeah. So I'd like to give you some money towards Super Value so you can do a bit of a shop, all right? Thank you, Neil. All right. And I also have uh, vouchers for turkey and hams and things like that from McCarthy's uh, Butchers in Bishopstown. So I want to give you one of those as well. Oh, 
Thank you so much. And I got a caller here as well who wants to give you a 500 euro voucher for Dunn Stores. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. And if anybody else gets in touch with me, I will pass that on to you as well, just to try and lighten your load, all right? Thank you so, so much. Okay, okay. You don't know how much I appreciate I think I have an idea how much you do, Lisa. I think I do. I think I do. I think I do. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. And if anybody else has any kind, generous offers, I'll pass them on to you as well, okay? Thank you. And and maybe that will free up some money that you'll be able to keep the house warmer for yourself and the lads because you'll be able to buy a lot of what you need with what you've been given as a kind gesture. All right. Thank you so much, All right. mate. Okay. So I hope you have a happier Christmas now. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Have a cup of tea, Lisa. Think of all of the goodness that's out there in the world and try and keep your chin up and smile. Thank you so, so much. And start telling the kids they're going to have a a much better Christmas than you thought they were going to have because of the kindness of people, all right? Thank you, and thank you to all the kindness people. We have to be kind to people at this time. We have to be kind anyway, but certainly at this time of the year. I'll be back to you. The lads will be back to you a little later on, Lisa, okay? So... Thank mind, you so much. All right, Lisa. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. It always breaks my heart, even though I've been doing this for years and years. It really does. Uh, the fragility of people's lives and the circumstances in which they live. You guys are incredible. I know I'm like a scratch record. Every single time people reach out uh, to help, if you wish to do so in any way, shape, or form, including the people who contribute to me year in, year out, and the kindness of people. Get in touch. Text 0868104106. That's lovely because we managed to, in some way, lighten Lisa's load. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818104106. Red FM. Okay, being uh, inundated with offers of help, and thank you for that. And I'll put a list together and uh, get it to air as soon as I can. So thank you to everybody that's getting in touch. Text 0868104106. I have a friend who had a smart meter installed and their bills went up. When they made an inquiry, they were told the old meters were too slow, very suspect. I refused one, but in Europe, they're becoming compulsory, so they are on the way. Smart meter installation. Somebody else said prepaid power typically has the highest unit price. It is actually a false economy for people. Um, And then a lot of electricians and even people within ESB network staff have been in touch. Like, here's one example. I work installing smart meters. These meters are only used to measure what you're using. That's all. It's up to the customer to talk to the company regarding the prices you're charged. The new meters don't change anything to do with prices. Uh, You need to talk to your provider with regards to prices. And ESB network staff got in touch. It's as simple as this. When your smart meter is installed, your rate and unit price does not change. It has nothing to do with that. ESB networks has nothing to do with billing since 2004. We maintain and supply the electricity network. Smart tariffs can be applied to the meter upon request to your supplier. Smart meters have no bearing on your bill whatsoever. The reason for them is to give real-time meter readings. No more estimates. No need to give access to the meter reader. All gone with smart meters. Nothing more. 
The meter works on a 2G network, so it needs sufficient signal to send the reading. If it doesn't, a meter reader then will call. Uh, so that's clarification. And, uh, you know, I was also talking a lot about the energy rating of people's homes, whether it was an A, a B, a C, a D, or even an F. Uh, and we talked about that. I applied for the grant that you can get uh, to upgrade your home. I was approved for €9,000 and felt like I'd won the lottery. Our house is very cold and I currently have a curtain over our front door to keep the cold out. But what I hadn't realised was that I'd have to pay up front myself and then claim it back and I'm just not in a position to do that just so homeowners are aware. Yeah, that is true, but you can go to a one-stop shop, and we spoke with one of them last week on the air. They do all of it for you, and they apply for the the grant. Mind you, some people are saying 40,000 plus to do up your home, and you might save 400 a year. Sure, that's a joke. Why would anyone see a return in their lifetime? Uh, Well, you know, it really depends on what you can get the energy rating up to. But there were a lot then of texts with regards to the conversations I had with with regards to uh, heat pumps and what have you. And I will come back to those as well. But I want to get back to my my phone lines now. Patrick, good morning. Thanks for holding. You still there, Pat? Good morning, Neil. All right. So what have you sent me? You've sent me a history of your uh, prepaid power, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I'd just like to say that, believe you me, what I'm giving out about now, the, the, that poor woman Lisa's that was on, situ- I understand. my God, well, yeah. my, my, I, was, I was crying here listening to it. Yeah, yeah. and, and I know, imagine uh, there are others like Lisa, but not everybody oh, sure. would want to share their story on air. Could you imagine yeah. days without food or sacrificing food for the children, or children no. having to rely on school dinners? I know, it's it's a disgrace, Neil, it's a disgrace. And you know something that the interview with that, that poor woman should be bought up and played for me all Martin. And you know what? You're not the first person who said that. You're not the yeah, first person who said be. that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's down to them. Now, I know they can't... I know they can't... Um, they can't solve the whole problem. But by God, there there's so much they can do that they're choosing just not to do. I was listening to the, the bits you said there with... With, um, with um, Mick Barry... Um, and he was saying about Michal Martin not giving it, uh, not giving an answer. Yeah, to when you, whenever did you expect a politician to give a straight answer to a straight well, question? Since ever, since when did you ever expect Michal Martin to give one? He's in power for the last two years. He's yeah. done absolutely yeah. nothing, and he he, he he couldn't lie straight in the bed. <laughs> you know, <And laughs> that's what Uncle Kenny saying for you now. Like, he couldn't lie straight in the bed. <laughs> okay, have you an air to water system? Yes, we have an air. We have the air to water system here. Yeah, is it any good? Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's ideal. If you could afford to drive it, it is, yeah. Are they cheap? The bills are the bills cheap. What's your house rating? Um, the house rating is an A, as far as I know. Wow. So your bills wow. would be small, then? Well, they would be under natural, under, under normal circumstances. But at the present, this week, well, since the 9th, I, my contract with PPP was up, uh, prepaid power was up in the beginning of November. So I copped on to it there, around the beginning of December and I got on to them and I said, you know, what are you going to give me to to um, sweeten the deal for me to stay? Yeah. So they gave me the usual spiel, oh, it's the, the cheapest rate around. It's not the cheapest rate around, but this is the spiel they gave anyway. So then I said to them about the moratorium over the, you know, I said, if we don't top up our meter, we're going to get cut off. And, um, the, the, do you know what they told me? What? To, to go to the Vincent de Paul or to go to Mab's. 
And they, yeah, they, so they acknowledge, as, as we all know to be a yeah. fact, that, that pay-as-you-go customers do get cut off, but they claim yeah. you're cutting yourself off for not putting money in, you know, that kind yeah, of technicality. Yeah, this, is their, this is their way out. When they sit back, well, obviously not the person I'm speaking to, but the company itself sits back making billions in profit. Absolutely. It's, it's mind-boggling. How did you manage to get the house up to an A and get a heat pump in, though? That must have cost well, to be honest, it was, a, it was a council house. It was a council house. Yeah. That, yeah. that we that we lost around two years ago, and that it, everything was in there now. Everything was in there then, like you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. now I, I think it is it's A or B. Uh, I know it's up there anyway. You know, and the, the air to heat the system it's it's great system. But if your power goes out, you're living in a cave. And are you pumping money into it? You put you put oh, in you put in maybe, seventy I recently. I see on your list here. How long did that last? Yeah, I, and the only reason that's not the only reason that's there is because when I updated my account with them, um, they've done something with the meter, and I got a new account. Uh, I got a new account number and all that with them. So the the photographs that I sent to yourself. Um, in the space, okay. Not, so another example. Of, yeah, okay, on the ninth, tenth, and twelfth, you you had you put five different amounts of money in in the space of three days and it amounts to 30, 50, 70, 90 euro in three days. Right. And now the 40 euro came in yesterday, I think, yesterday morning or possibly the morning before maybe. The, the, the 40 euro at the top there, it's, that's the free credit they gave me for re-signing with them. Gotcha. There's, yeah. not, there's nine euros of that left. Now, is, the, is the pay-as-you-go rate more expensive. Somebody said to me in my text, by text, it might be handy for people to keep an eye on what they're spending, but prepaid power is typically the highest unit price. Is that true? Yeah, you see, and then you have the standing charges on top of that. Well, we all have, have that, but, you know, we all have You have that. the meter charges on top of that again, they charge you X amount every day for having the meter there. You know, like you could put 20 quid on your meter today and fly off to for Hiliana and... When you come back, your 20 euros is gone, like, because it, it, it takes so much a day off it, along with the, the unit price. You yeah, know? it's a tough world we live in, boy. Getting a lot of people coming and getting oh, in touch with yeah. regards to poor old Lisa. Mind yourself, Patrick, and take care, all right? Mary Pleasure and friends want to... Yeah, you, happy Christmas. Good. Mary, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Uh, a lot of texts from people who are very upset that any family would be living in, uh, you know, same, conditions. I, I just it's awful. Now, the reason why I'm on is because I decided now with a few friends of mine we're going to get out the children with clothes. <laughs> That's lovely. So we're going to give them, get them two outfits each, made to be good. So if, the, if that lady, you can give her my number, I'll leave it at your station. Yeah. If she wants to ring me, I can sort out the children and um, also I think that girl herself or that lady, I'm personally going to get her kitted out myself. So have you been chatting with a couple of your pals, is it, to do all of this? Yes, because I'm involved with charity work myself and uh, I wasn't going to come on air because the the amount of people that know me, I know know it's funny now. I know. So it's not that, that it's just that uh, right. I always, I'm a valid chief. You're very kind, Mary. I'm way over time, but it's a lovely, kind gesture. I'll pass on the number and the details. And, yeah, and, and also, I was just thinking, Neil, there, yeah. um, I think she deserves a hamper. She lives in Cork. I know you are sending them away, 
with like charity begins a whole I know also I'm sorting her out for turkeys and hams and, and oh, vouchers yeah turkeys hams that's vouchers that's for singleton super value so we're on, we're on the ball in that regard we're on the ball alright and listen you're doing a fantastic thanks job. Mary happy Great. Christmas and thanks for coming on board on that one we're back after 11 lads text 0868104106 I'm Rory and I'm Valerie and you can join us for the very best in local national and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench that's the Big Red Bench every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Frienderville Show Trying to lighten people's load We have a 200 euro voucher every day this week From Michelle the Jewellers on Patrick Street Family run business And have been there for 60 years And the staff will look after you Under the guidance of the great Tim Keane So 200 euro every day from Michelle the Jewellers A bit of bling in your life or for a loved one This Christmas time And you're listening out for a Christmas song and we'll have a couple of those between now and midday I love this thank you so much thank you Anna I love when people come back and have good news to share she says please read this out please I lost my phone on Shandon Street the other day very kind man found it and he left it for me in Centra I don't know who he is so I can't thank him myself but if he's listening I want him to know the backstory. Thank you so, so much. My mam passed away on Monday and I was so upset when I realised my phone was gone. I lost my phone because all I could think of was the text messages from her and all the photos I had and I thought I'd never see them again. So whoever you are, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means the world to me to have it back. Isn't that lovely? A good Samaritan left it into Centra. But weren't you the smart one to go back and check the shops and go into Centra and find that they had it there for you. Um, so thankfully, you had the cop on to do that. But whoever it was, well done. Thank you so much. It was a lovely, kind gesture. Text 0868104106. I know it's a last resort that I'm contacting you, but I am asking for help as the freezing weather is getting worse this week, having lost my family home in March. I couldn't face presenting as homeless. I took an apartment last minute... I viewed it in the dark, so I was not aware that there was actually no heating. Imagine that, an apartment with no heating. By the time I moved in, it was too late to back out. I have zero heating and zero hot water. The landlord won't even allow me to get broadband. I can't understand why a landlord could stop you doing that. The apartment was unfurnished. I was overcharged by €300 per calendar month with others in the building. Uh, The bedroom I'm in, it doesn't matter if the windows are opened or closed, it's always freezing. I had to move into the living room and I'm now sleeping on the floor on a single mattress at 58 years old with recurring chest infections. There's black mold on the kitchen walls, black slugs climbing the walls. It doesn't matter how many times I bleach it each week. My physical and mental health is suffering badly. I've been diagnosed with PTSD. The abuse and bullying from the landlord is like stepping on a landmine. Totally unreasonable behaviour because I'm a woman and I'm on my own. I've been on to the council and everyone else. There doesn't seem to be any help for me or anyone in similar circumstances. No one wants to know and no one cares. Perhaps somebody listening might care and could help me out um, if you get an opportunity to read this. Well, I won't give out your personal details, but there's so much in that, right? There really is that landlords really can get away at this stage with renting anything in any kind of condition, like an apartment with no heating system, Uh, or indeed the dampness and the black mould, which actually is one of the reasons why you're physically so sick with chest infections, incidentally. But it's amazing what they can get away with. I don't know whether you've got on to... I don't know how you're paying. I don't know, do you pay pay cash? Does he pick up the cash? Is there any kind of, uh, 
you know, direct debit set up, whether there will be a history of your rental payments. I don't know whether you've actually got onto threshold, but if you haven't, you should, because they will intervene on your behalf. Don't know if this landlord, who's a rogue of the highest order, incidentally, I don't know whether this landlord, he or she, getting the impression that it's a he, um, whether that person is actually registered with the uh, Permanent Tenancy Residency Board. If not, it probably speaks volumes of the landlord and what they feel they can get away with. Threshold would be a good step for you. Tell me if you have done. Come back to me and let me know. Darren, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Okay, what did you want to pick up on? The um, awful conditions that some families have to live in. Just uh, every, everything really that you're discussing there this morning. That poor girl that came on the radio there, like it would break anyone's heart. Like yeah, Lisa's you know? predicament. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's that's the world she's living in. Yeah, yeah. It's in spite, incidentally, of people texting saying, "Ah, yeah," but look at there'd be an awful lot of um, there'd be an awful lot of children's allowance coming into that house, and they probably have Sky, and they probably have broadband. You know those kind of ones. Don't know what to do Neil, with them. Neil, that money only stretches so far for every family by. And and every every mother and child are entitled to it. You know, it's it's absolutely crazy that that people have to ring radio stations and that you are actually doing more for them people than what, what the government are doing. No, I mean I want to help people who are genuine. I really and truly do want to help people who are genuine. But I wonder then when somebody would say, "Ah, oh, well, there'd be two payments in that house, and there'd be children's allowance for seven kids, and there'd be fuel allowances and everything, and they need to take out Sky." Are they, are people right to say that, or are they? Just not understanding the predicament of families. They just don't understand you. Like if, if there's two payments coming into into a house, how much is how much is the two payments? Like it, it mightn't amount to much still, like you know. Yeah, what would it be? Five? It'd be five hundred, would it? Well, like I, I just give you an example. Yeah, I have two jobs now at the moment, by and I, I'm working very hard, and I uh, I was living with my mother for the last eight years. And I was I was actually selected a couple of weeks ago there for one of them uh, cost rental homes in Glenmire. What is that? What is a cost rental home? What is it? It's it's the houses that the government bought and gave out to um, a housing char- a housing body called Respond. Yes, I know Respond. They were in the news there recently out in uh, in Bishopstown, I think, for a housing estate that they bought from a developer, right? Yeah, yeah. So did they buy a, Did they buy a housing estate down that way from a developer? They bought they bought thirty two houses down in Glenmire. All for social housing? No, no, not social housing. All by cost rental. Well, so, how does that work then? So basically, they give you a six-year term to save for your own mortgage, but the money you pay them, that's their money. It's the cost to build the house. And does that mean you only keep the house for six years? No, no, you can stay there as long as you want. Like, but Jesus, you you've never owned the house, you know? Yeah. So that kind of makes it. Um, social housing, doesn't it? No, no, it's not because the money is a lot more than uh, social housing. Uh, new, you know, like it's, it's eleven hundred euros a month. Ah, right, okay, okay. And you does know, any so of that eleven hundred euro a month go towards you saving for a mortgage? No, no, not ever. So now I have to save for a mortgage, which I, I, I'll work, I'll work hard to do anyway. Like, but like, it's just like I was picked out of thousands. I was haunted that I was able to get a house. And there's people out there that can't get them. Okay. And these would be serious homes, like, because the standards they're being built to now are very high, aren't they? But that's it. And, like, um, it's air to water system down there now. And I've been honest, I'm looking forward to seeing what the first bill will be. Yeah. It's incredible. Have you underfloor heating and everything? It's underfloor heating. <laughs> you know? Everything's sealed, totally tight, the windows, the doors, everything. 
everything by you you couldn't get you couldn't get anything in there. And are there many of you in the house? It's just me and my kids. Fair play. Fair play. The only downside to that and the criticism of it is is that you have county councils, city councils and housing agencies buying up all of the available new builds that people with mortgage approval can never buy because uh, developers and builders are selling them the entire estate. That's it. So I, like, I, I, I pay that away every month and that's a mortgage, but yeah, like, they won't give me a mortgage. And tell me about the 82-year-old. Are you referring to a caller that we had on the air some time ago? Was it... Was it uh We'll go to the chat about his... Uh, his mother, not mother, afraid, his afraid mother. to put on the gas. Yeah, Put on the gas. Like, I moved out of home. I was living with my man for eight years. And um, when it comes to her bills, my name is actually all on her bills. So if anything needs to be done, I, I'll ring myself. But, like, just about Sky there, uh, Neil. Uh, Sky don't answer calls anymore to people. They'd answer your call. You answer your call if you asked to be disconnected, though. Well, I tell you, you know, it took me a day and a half to WhatsApp messages just to get a deal for my mother on the sky. That's what they're, that's what they're doing. Uh, they're doing it through all WhatsApp now. No, no more calls. No, no talking to each other. It's just through WhatsApp. Yeah, that's the world we live in now. It's moving away from human touch. Human touch. Yeah, yeah. So do you consider yourself very lucky then, in spite of the oh. fact that it's an eleven hundred a month rent? It's uh, uh, like I, I actually you know, started crying when I walked into the house and I seen it. Like for that kind of money for a brand new house, like there's many people out there paying fourteen, fifteen hundred euros for run-down houses. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Give thanks, you know, man. Pa- give thanks and pass it on in any way you can. Well, I, I always do that. Like, but like as I said, look in the message, Neil, the government they aren't doing enough for the people. They just, if they're like, not doing enough, get them out. Put somebody else in. They should, but like the people of Ireland just won't stand up. Like the, the cost of living protest, there was only a couple of hundred in there. The whole of Ireland should just shut down. Just do what friends do, shut down and, and just get them out. Okay. Do you know how to use that? Um, I have an interesting email here from an installation technician who puts in those pump systems, air to water, the heat pumps. Do you know how to use it? No. <laughs> Anybody ever <laughs> show you, you how to use it? I was supposed to be sure and I tell you now it wrecks my head by I'm inside in bed at night time and the thing is just going non-stop it's nice to be just coming off but other people I talked to then they said their machines are silent but mine is not I was never sure how to use it to be yeah. honest like, okay alright thanks for the call Darren stay listening no, to this I'm fine. a pre-power installation technician air to water heating systems and the ones that you're speaking about were not always an issue um, particularly with count, with the, you're speaking about, we're not always on an issue, particularly with council installations. I think they, what you mean by that is they always were an issue. The issue can be, oh, I see what you mean. The actual issue isn't the installation of them. It's the lack of knowledge of the users. The council installed the units, but they never explained to customers how to adjust the temperature, for example, if you went out for the day or how to turn it off. Customers are letting them run 24 hours a day. A lot of people are letting their immersion, this is insane. A lot of people, says this technician, are letting their immersions on 24 hours a day uh, with a lot not even realizing that it's on. And then they wonder how they have hot water all the time. (laughs) It's because your immersion is on all the time. Customers with prepay meters should press button six on their meter to see what their kilowatt usage is. Customers don't know how to manage 
their air to water heating systems. That's why he's saying you're finding that the bills, even with air to water or an A house, are high. Somebody else has an A2 energy rated house with a heat pump. It's the way to go. I had the heating on last night for five hours. There's loads of hot water and the house temperature is holding steady at 19 degrees. It's the way to go, but the government needs to give bigger grants and less hassle to get them if they're serious about climate change. Thank you for that. Sandra, good morning. Good morning. I was chatting with Lisa earlier on this morning. Um, and and yeah. again, I take calls at face value. So I'm assuming what I'm hearing is the honest to God truth. But oh, absolutely, yeah. you're, you're not too far from that predicament yourself, are you? No, I'm not. I, um, thanks to St. Vincent to Paul, I'm able to feed my kids at the moment. You know, they think of me food hampers there every two weeks um, for the last about six, seven weeks. And they've been giving me um, a bag of coal for a fiver every two weeks so that's between that and trying to keep the heating and the AC going that's keeping me going and the and the, and the and the food hamper would that be a substantial amount of food if you say you it's get fantastic yeah I get uh, beans tea soup um, coffee tea dinner like meats for dinner and poppies carrots you know just enough to keep going for two weeks it's fab it's only for that I won't be able to feed my kids do they deliver that? They do, yeah. Right. They deliver it to my front door. Is this the first time you've had to reach out to Vincent de Paul? No, it's not. I've had to do it a few years back as well. Okay. How does that make you feel? Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I should be able to provide for my own kids, you know. Yeah. Are there many of you in the family? There's four of us. And myself is five. Okay, so the four kids and yourself. You're yeah. trying to rear them and hold down a part-time job at the same time, yeah. in fairness to you. On my own, so it's not easy. You know? Yeah. So there wouldn't be a huge amount of money? I get just over 300. Which isn't much, and I get a small bit of um, working family payment, which doesn't cover much, you know? Okay, okay. So by the time whatever you earn comes in, it's all gone it's anyway? It's gone. It's gone. It's just on bills and rent and everything alone, you know? And especially now with the ESP and the heating, I have nothing left, you know? What kind of a heating system do you have? Is it bill pay or is it power? Right. Pay power for both. Okay. Have you ever been caught off? Me, you know. Yeah, but like guys, they set me up again. Then you know, but you have to get so much money to give them back and sign up to a new contract and all this kind of carry on. You know. Do you go cold at all? Yeah, because our windows are desperate in the house, and the corporation don't fix them anymore. So there's holes in them and like drafts, you know, through the the frames. Yeah. So yeah. the minute the heat is on, it's going out the window, like. Yeah. I know I've said it a million times that you are legally entitled to that work to be done because they are your landlords. You have a tenancy I agree agreement with you, but they just refuse. I've been asking for nearly 15 years now and they won't do it. They let me with six years and big hole in my front door with a big cardboard with wood on the front of it and wouldn't replace it for me. So you're literally pumping money into that meter just to try, yeah. and, keep how, try and keep heat in a leaky house. Yeah. My kids are freezing. I even know the heating is on. And I'm still trying to put it in every day. They're still frozen. And do they give you a bag of coal a week? That wouldn't go far, would it? Every two weeks. Every two oh, weeks. Oh, sure. That would go nowhere. Sure, bag of coal. Yeah. Bigger bag now is 42 euro. But I know, but I'm grateful for it. It's the same time, you know what I mean? You would go under otherwise? Yeah. Yeah. And that's help from a charity. That's not help from the government, you know? No. No, and neighbours have brought me over boxes of wood as well to help me burn in the fire and stuff like that as well, you know, so that's helping as well. Yeah. How's everybody's health? 
well, I have asthma and COPD. I can hear it. And I can't, even, I can't even afford my tablets at the moment. So. You've not got a medical yeah. card? I do, but I just can't afford it. And I have two daughters that have mental issues as well, so it's not yeah. easy, like. Doesn't sound as if you're knocking much enjoyment out of life. <laughs> not at the moment. What about Christmas? Sure. Well, thankfully, my mum brings us over for Christmas dinner, so it's not too bad. You know, I'm lucky I have that. Did she cook it for you and everything and bring it over or what? Well, I do most of the work, to be fair, because she's 74, but it's grateful just to have it, you know what I mean? So it's nice. And what about presents and Santi and all that thing? Everything okay there? Well, I have a few bits and pieces, got you know, I just short to get the clothes for my kids, but I can buy it out of the sweet wages, hopefully, and that should be the end of it then, maybe, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, but do, do, do they see? They obviously see all of the ads on the television and all of the things in the shops that they want. Is is that a difficult thing for you when you can't afford and have to explain to it them? It is. It is because I've been like trying to get money off my mum and borrow and trying to get these things, and you know, you know, I still manage. I still get them, like, but it's just you're left with nothing, you know. So it's just hard. You could have a child asking for an iPhone, kind of thing. Yeah. You know? So it's tough. Or an Xbox or a PlayStation or. Yeah, it's just. I'm not I know. You haven't gone to money lenders or anything, no? No, no, I did that years ago and that got me to the height of trouble, so no, I avoid that then, thank God. Did you run up debt? Yeah, big thing. Were they big persistent time. then for the money back? They were, you know, but then like, someone recommended them and that's how I was able to get out of it, you know. So. Right. How did you clear the money lender debt? I, yeah, I asked them through Mab's like, could I bring it down smaller amounts and they left me to it that way, so to scratch, you know. Yeah, it's a short-term solution to long-term pain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I won't get in there anymore because it's too much for me. I know. know, I know, I know. Do you need anything, Sandra? No, I'm good. I just want to let it over. Everyone, there's not a few people out there like that, you know, I mean, they're struggling, you know, it's tough. It is tough. Unfortunately, it also raises the issue of people, not you, but others who were abusing St. Vincent de Paul, where you would have people lying to St. Vincent de Paul while genuine people are struggling and it's a disgusting thing what they do. You hear of people who um, take things from St. Vincent de Paul, like as an example, somebody says here by text, nappies that they they then sell on Facebook Marketplace. That's terrible. Because I remember when I was with them first, the minute I started getting a bit more money work so when my wages was raised I rang them straight away and said I don't need any more thanks I'm like, I feel guilty taking it and somebody else needed it you know what I mean I wouldn't do that you know yeah yeah. Do you forget- somebody else out there needs it you know lots of texts then talking about uh, about the forgotten people sadly the forgotten Irish people do you have any thoughts on that yeah but I do meet on the session and I see a lot of the elderly people they're struggling with the heat and everything they won't put it on and stuff like that and to sad me to be trying to help them and get onto a loan and stuff but none of them have responded to me trying to get out to them and things like that you know but the stuff I see it on the other side too you know Do you do Meals on Wheels on Saturdays? Yes I do <laughs> So in spite of everything that you're going through years, years, yeah. <laughs> Why do you do it? Because one day maybe my mum might need the same service or I might need it, you know. So I started about seven years ago when I got when I got a chance to and I've been doing it ever since. And explain how that works. You you collect food, which is... Yeah, from just per- the dinners that are made by volunteers and then I deliver them to... I have in my own area, so I deliver about 40 dinners every Saturday to the elderly and I know them all personally and have a chat with them. That's all they're looking for, a bit of chat and a bit of company and then... I go home. 
look after my own. <laughs> <laughs> and substantial dinners, like nutritious dinners. Fabulous dinners. They all come from the English market. They get the top of the, top of the range. So it's fantastic service. And would that be their only kind of hot food and substantial meal of the day? Yeah, well, you know, the people I deliver to, they get it seven days a week. So, yeah, I'm assuming so, yeah. And when when we were through COVID and the two odd, two and a half odd years of that, when there was restrictions with who you could meet, did you still deliver dinners? We did, yeah. We just had special gloves and masks and we did it a different way. Like, they still got their dinners, yeah. I think it's a lovely thing you do in spite of the difficulties you're going through. I really do. And you're not, it's not as if you're asking for something. Can I, can I give yeah. you something as a little Christmas gift, though? I'd love to give you a 100 euro voucher for singletons and super value. Oh, oh my God, thank you so, Just so buy, much. Just buy something nice for yourself and the kids, you know, some treats. Thank you. Yeah? Oh, my God, thank you so much. I know that's not why you, you came on, but you sound like no. a typical, kind, generous Cork woman who, in spite of your own situation, also helps others on a Saturday delivering meals on wheels. I think that's wonderful. Thank you so, so much, Neil. I much appreciate it. All right. Thank you for listening and happy Christmas to you all. And same to you, my love. Mind yourself. Stay on the line there. I get a postal address. I'll bang that out to you in the post. All right. Okay. Can you just hold on there? I'll play Sandra and talk to Mary in in a couple of minutes. I'm going to take some time out. There's a good buddy of mine, Johnny Doohan, up the west of Ireland. He's the man, the genius, the musician, the singer-songwriter, the poet who wrote The Voyage. It was a big hit for Christy Moore. I love Johnny Doohan. Always have. And anytime he's in Cork... I try to get him in or have a bit of a chat. He was on to me during the week. He's released a lovely, lovely song. Um, and for the time that's in it, and I hope I get to play it a second time this side of Christmas, this is Johnny Doohan and Your Sure Hand. Unraveling fairy lights For the Christmas tree On dark, frosty nights Do you remember how we up in tangled wire until the tree lit up and you glowed like the fire we've not forgotten it was your sure hands free the knots of the most raveled strands now you are seventeen Moving away Still in your tangled teens What can we say? We believe in you We've no doubt All you are going through You will work out We've not forgotten travel strand 
to Johnny Boy, your sure hand, the great, incredible Johnny Doan. Anytime he's anywhere near Cork and there's a gig, you got to go and see that guy. He's an absolute genius. Back after the break, cause on the way. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Lots and lots of texts. So use the time wisely and then pick it up in the morning. Uh, not just texts about Lisa's situation or indeed poor Sandra, who's in, in spite of her own initiative, her own situation, she still has the initiative to help others on a Saturday. I think that's powerful. It's Mary, good morning. Hiya. Okay. How, how are you? How, how do you find yourself at the moment? No gas? Um, no no heat, the house is cold, nothing in for Christmas, is that right? Yeah, just the house is just freezing, I could to wear a hat and warm clothes around the house and I just have nothing done for Christmas, don't even have Christmas tree up. Oh, and would you have had all of that last year? Yeah. Okay, okay. And are you cut off? Um, see what happened was the, there's no um, gas. There was no gas put in since the summer, so when you put the gas in, it takes the money back. Oh, you so have you got a pay-as-you-go meter, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you top up on the app kind of thing? Yeah, like, you know, it's a card, and, like, you top it up, and then, like, because it wasn't topped up since the summer, then you put in the money, and they take back the money. Okay, so it's anything you're putting in is paying debt? Yeah, okay. yeah, it'd be like, credit or something is that they take it back okay no matter how so would it take a lot to clear it um well 170 they was put in and they took back uh, they left 15 euro you put in 170 they left you 15 euro worth of power and the rest they put against the debt yeah with gas yeah so have you kids I have teenagers a daughter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is just the two of you? Uh, no, it's uh, my, my fam. Um, I live at home with my parents. And it, are all of you cold? Uh, yeah. What about hot water? No, no. No hot water at all. Just the shower, like. No hot water at all. Cold? Cold, freezing cold, yeah. It's freezing cold. Is it cold there now? Yeah, yeah. Because you, you sound cold to me. Yeah, I'm freezing. I'm freezing. I have a big warm dressing gown on me and, and warm clothes. I'm freezing. Yeah. What about, what about Vincent de Paul? Have, have you been in touch with them? Do they send you no. any food or bag? Have you a fireplace? Yeah, there's a fire, but... It's not much comes out of the fire. I don't know. Did something wrong? I don't know what's wrong with the fire. It's just not heating the place, is it? Yeah, it's not heating up right. God, and it's not you know the, we're we're not really into the deep winter yet. Like, and you know, Christmas is a nightmare for you. Oh, it's a nightmare. I just can't even believe it's next week. Like, it's just, I just I just don't even want to think about it. And what kind of money is coming into the house? Um, probably about maybe six hundred a week. And how far does that go? The six hundred. Well, God, I won't go that far. Like with shopping and like, um, like shopping, become more expensive. So, won't go that far shopping. And then I could just have like whatever you left over, like to get through the week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Were you able to put anything aside for Christmas or anything like that? But um, back in November, I put a couple of things away. All right, like but like I, I, I think I like three or four things gone. Yeah. On the Christmas Day, be like. Nightmare. What are you going to do? I actually, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? I mean, I, I see texts saying that, you know, that, that 600 coming in a week, you, you, you know, that you should be able to cope, but things are just so expensive. It's just hard to keep an eye on things, you know? Before you know it, you got a yeah. bill coming in, it's got to be paid, and yeah, it's hard That'd to recover. Like, four, like, between four people, like, it'd be like, people, two, three adults and two Yeah. Have you any power or heat now? Uh, power, no heat. So you have light, but no heat? Yeah. So the nights would be very cold, right? Oh yeah, very, very, very cold, very cold. The hot water bottles, I need the hot water bottles. Hot water bottles... In bed, that would be, right? Yeah, yeah. See, but if you're... Are you at home all day? Yeah, I'd be home most of the day. Like, I try to get out, like, and trying and trying to Christmas. I just, I just can't. My mind is just not in it. I know. I didn't even mention the fact that it would have on you from the point of view of your mood and how you feel about it. Never mind physically being cold. Mentally, you'd be, you'd be very mentally, depressed. Yeah. yeah, mentally, I can't get myself together to go in and try. Like, so. Yeah. Was your daughter sitting on the bed the other day with the hat and gloves on? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's heartbreaking yeah. for a ma'am, isn't it? Yeah, it's very heartbreaking. I know, so many texts and so many calls from people who are struggling, you know. You feel forgotten. You know, it's terrible, like, it's terrible, it's terrible. It, it's, Okay. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, ho- hold on. They're going to put you back on hold and, and get your details and, and see if there's any way that we can help just to make life a little bit easier with the meager, well, just with the meager supplies that I have to give away. But people are, are very, very kind. I'm so sorry to hear that, Mary. Really and truly, I am. Uh, there is goodness in the world, um, and people are endeavouring to help. And I want to pick up on that after the break. The Neil Brenneville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. I know, I get it. 600 a week coming in and not having the heating on, something's not adding up there, somebody says by text. I don't know. Walk in their shoes to find out if it's doable. I mean, I mean, mother, daughter, two elderly parents, I suppose it wouldn't be long going. Listen, just before I go, we still have a 200 euro voucher to give away for Michelle, the jewellers, and I also have some more vouchers to give away for turkeys or hams, or you can spend it on whatever you want within the shop. That's McCarthy's Butchers on Hawks Road, and they've got the most beautiful produce, your chicken and your beef and your turkey and your hams and spiced beef and all that kind of thing. So you're listening out for a Christmas song this side of midday, so that's going to happen very quickly. But this is year three of the big drive at the Briar Rose, um, 
and it's the story of Chef Brian Clark. And the backstory to this is his mother passed away in 2020 and he wanted to do something for Women's Refuge because when he was five years old, his mam took himself and his brother and sister away in the middle of the night and ran away and left their dad. And they literally got on a bus to Dublin, landed in a women's refuge in Rathmines. And she was a brave woman. I remember talking to Brian about his mom because this was in the 80s when women didn't really leave husbands as much. Um, but she did. And after six months in the refuge, they transferred to Navan, to another refuge a bit closer to her family, and eventually got a council house. And I remember him telling me that that burnt down to the ground three weeks before Christmas and they were back to the refuge again for another Christmas. So that is imprinted on his mind and his brain. Um, And uh, they literally left the burning house with the clothes on their back, whatever they could fit in a bag. And they went from hostel, I suppose, and refuge to refuge with the food, with the clothes on their back and whatever they could carry in a bag. So three years ago, he got on to Edel House. And I know that I spoke to Joe from Joe's Hair Salon that are doing great work and fundraiser every year for Edel House. But so is the Briar Rose. And Chef Brian joins me by phone because they got a big push on tomorrow. Chef, good morning. Hi, Neil. Good morning. Good to catch up again. Another year wasn't long passing. So to it help was. the homeless kids of Cork City and to those in Edel House, you're calling on the Cork people to get involved in the toy drive again. Tomorrow, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And we've the toy drive on at the moment. It's uh, We're collecting toys all the way up until Thursday the 22nd. So tomorrow week. Um, this year, it's... Tomorrow week. Forgive, forgive me, Chef. Yeah. Forgive me. Yeah, they, okay. No, the table, we have a table quiz and a raffle on tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, a fundraiser event uh, for Edel House uh, to get some funds for them. But uh, the tie drive is ongoing until tours, the tours before Christmas, and anybody can drop in new ties or selection boxes to the Briar Rose. New with, unwrapped toys for local yeah, kids. New, this yeah, Christmas new unwrapped time. toys. Uh, it's up to, we're, we're, we're catering for over uh, 230 kids this Christmas. Is uh, that up, are, that number? Is it about Yeah, it was about 170 last year, so uh, it's, I think it's close to 240, it's 237 or something was the final figure I was given. So we're looking for ties for them for Christmas. Uh, and just on a, on a quick note as well, there's, I wasn't tuned in and there was a reason why I am a believer and things happen for a reason. Um, if you can um, pass on my details to that lady that was on before me, we'll sort out some Christmas dinners for her as well uh, this Christmas. You're so kind. Aren't you doing, and don't you do a lot of Christmas dinners for people? Yeah, right? well, we, well, like them 237 kids uh, will be getting a Christmas dinner and the parents, the single parents as well. Uh, Edel House said uh, they don't just have Edel House they've got Redcliffe and they've got Riverview they also house people then when they're at capacity in hostels B&Bs uh, bedsits like it's not just uh, the, the the three big ones that they have uh, so we believe we, we, with Cork City Jail um, they uh, they give us a prison van and uh, I have a few volunteers well when I say a few volunteers Did you deliver so, all of them? Yeah we, we deliver like all the way up to Button Event Cove Carrick Tuhill uh, Passage, Monkstown, like this year's even there's a bigger demand than ever. But uh, so, so you get no day, rest. Your rest is when Christmas is all over. You'll you be know, cooking you know, Christmas I, Day. I, I, I'm glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so people, if, if people want to drop in uh, some spot prizes for the raffle tomorrow night, they still can up until okay. six o'clock tomorrow okay. evening, or they can email the Briar Douglas at gmail.com with a voucher if they want to give a voucher. All right. Um, 
But uh, I look after that lady with some kind of a hamper. And and you're very kind. I will gladly say. pass on the details to Sandra and Lisa and people like that. But, you know, this is all in honour of your and memory of your man, it is, that yeah. brave, strong I'd, woman. I wanted to do something in honour of her. And I'd like to thank the girls in Edel House. Uh, they've been great to let me come on board and represent them. Uh, and uh, like it's uh, it's, after, it's a brilliant uh, little team we're after building up here and the community of Douglas and Cork City uh, in general um, and the outer parts like I had a woman come all the way from Killarney with stuff because she was okay. in Edel House uh, years ago and she, she, she read my story on Corpio but like uh, the, without the community getting behind me none of this would be possible and without Edel House letting me do this in their name none of this would be possible okay. but like it's a big community push and we need a, we need a bigger one this year okay. than more than maybe I'll get an opportunity to talk to you maybe in the middle of next week to see how things are going but for now for the limited time I've left the annual Briar Rose and Adele House toy drive is on drop drop um, new unwrapped toys to the Briar on the Douglas Road and be part of helping Christmas time You'll be doing the business on Christmas Day with the food. And the great DJ Darren Johnston is heading up the Christmas quiz tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah there's a Christmas quiz and there's raffle and we've got a few uh, big uh, things that we'll be auctioning off as well. Okay, are there uh, still so tables for people or is it so There is a few tables, so if, if people want to get in touch as soon as, they can uh, go online to book on tables of six or less. Uh, more than tables of six they'll okay. have to uh, ring the briar okay they'll find details in a google search of the briar rose yeah. douglas all right chef good to catch up and thank no you so much for everything thank that you, you for do your time again. and let's drive it on certainly for the table quiz tomorrow night and tomorrow week is the cutoff for the toys so people and can if just somebody, if drop anybody to the even wants to buy raffle tickets they can just come into briar rose tomorrow and buy some raffle tickets even if they can't make the table quiz all right okay good luck with the last week or whatever we'll chat next week all right no problem thanks Neil. cheers brian take care yourself all right, my man. One of my all-time faves with regards to Christmas songs has got to be Chrissy Hine and the Pretenders. So we got a 200 euro voucher from Michelle, the jewellers, to give away now. Keep it for yourself or give it as a gift to a loved one. The choice is yours. And we got a couple of vouchers from McCarthy's. A 100 euro voucher each. You can spend it on whatever you want. Let's hear it for Chrissy Hine and the Pretenders. Pretenders in 2,000 miles and lines are open now for our 200 euro voucher for Michelle's and indeed for our vouchers for McCarthy's. Amount of time guys we'll have to pick it up in the morning. Lines will stay open you can text 0868104106 talking about 2,000 miles reminds me of the fellow that I met the other day he says to me I walk, I walk 5 miles to the pub every night. It's 25 miles to get home. He says to me the difference is staggering I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.